if you are watching online, we want to uh, thank you for tuning in to us this morning. We give you a great warm welcome. And if you're visiting One Heart Church, we want to give you a good welcome as well. And thank you for coming and joining us this morning in church. So uh, I'm going to continue today on the theme of In the Waiting. So my title for today is Patience. It's the, the uncool fruit of the Spirit. So, you know, we always want the cool fruits of the Spirit, the things that look really awesome and that are, uh, you know, a little bit macho. But uh, patience is the uncool fruit of the Spirit. So I'm going to start this morning with uh, the confessions of an impatient person. And uh, I remember once sleeping through my train station. And I, I woke up and I realized I was at the next station. I probably woke up somewhere in between, but I missed my, my stop. And uh, I got off at the next station and thought, well, I'll just have to wait for the next train and I'll catch the next train back to where I should be. And guess what happened? I crossed over onto the other platform waiting for the train, but I just got a little bit stir-crazy. I don't know what it was, but I got a little bit restless. I got a little bit anxious. And so I began to walk between stations. But this is a train this time. And I'm thinking, no, I can't wait for the train. I don't know where the train is. I can't hear or see a train. So I think I better just get myself walking along the train tracks to get to the back to where I should be. And I reckon I crossed the, crossed the road, got into, there's a big long park, ran alongside the, the railway line, and I started walking through the park and train comes past. I was probably four or five minutes I had to wait, but I missed the train. So that, that my impatience cost me about a half an hour walk, which only takes about a four-minute train ride to get from one end to the other. So I put myself back. I put myself in a disadvantage. Um, but after all, I'd rather, be, uh, I'd rather be walking than standing around waiting, wouldn't you, hey? It's a much better idea. But a five-minute train ride turned into a half-hour walk because I didn't want to wait. But I, you know something? In the Bible, we see a story of um, the disciples. They failed in their waiting. Did you realize that? I'll show you. I think it's uh, John chapter 6, verse 16 and 17. It says, That evening, Jesus' disciples went down to the shore to wait for him. What were they doing? Let's have some interaction here. They were waiting for Jesus. But as darkness fell and Jesus still, still hadn't come back, they got into the boat and headed across the lake toward Capernaum. See, when you think about this, they're, they're Jesus' support crew. They're, they're, his, they're his group. They're supposed to be there to support him in the ministry. And it says that they waited at the boat. And when Jesus hadn't turned up, it got dark. They said, what else would you say? Hey, let's go. Like, thanks for the support, gang. Thanks for that. But um, I'm not the only one then, I think, when I read stuff like that who gets impatient. But I have a question for you this morning to make this personal. How are you in the waiting? How are you in the waiting times of life? So our spiritual journey to maturity is punctuated with times of waiting where nothing seems to be happening in waiting seasons. Uh, it's where... You can't perhaps see what's in front of you. And what happens is we often 
watch others around us moving ahead and, and uh, their life seems to be uh, on the fast track for everything. They don't, have, they don't seem to have to wait. They just get what they want. It just all happens for them. But uh, we can see others moving ahead and if we, uh, if you're like me, it's not, I won't put everyone in the same, but if you're like me, you think of schemes and ways of making things happen. Like you don't want to stand on the train station when it looks like there's no train coming. You think, I'll make this happen. I'll just get to the other station by walking there. But it's these schemes that sometimes set us back more than help us. So I want to give you, just to, as an outline today, um, some common uh, things that we do in our waiting seasons. And I'm talking about spiritual uh, things today uh, uh, you know, in the sense of how we relate to things to Jesus in our life when it looks like things aren't happening. So three negatives that are commonly go-tos of people when we have to wait. The first one is we reposition ourselves. So sometimes when things come to a stop, when, when we should be waiting, we reposition ourselves so we can change our job. We think, well, there's nothing happening here, no promotion, not happening fast enough. So I think I'll go somewhere else where it seems better. So we reposition. We can, uh, we can change church sometimes where we think ministry isn't happening fast enough for me. Things aren't really where I think I should be. So I'll change church or even change ministry within a church. Uh, sometimes we can change city or change location of where we live because we're seeking, uh, we, we don't like the waiting when things seem to be stopped. Um, if you look at, at, at the story of Lot in Genesis, Genesis chapter 13 and Genesis chapter 19, uh, he, he was uh, with Abraham who was going to be incredibly blessed but it says that he chose a different path. He went a different way. And, and if you read the whole story there of Lot's life, he started off, it says uh, he had to separate from Abraham because they had so much flocks and herds and animals and, and uh, they couldn't find pasture for all of them. So he decides he chooses a way for himself. He, he chooses a, a different direction. And at the end of it all, when we see what happens to Sodom and Gomorrah where he lives, he leaves with nothing but the clothes on his back and, and his family. Where's all the flocks and where's all the herds? Because he's gone on a shortcut route to, to, uh, to prosperity and blessing because it says he chose this fertile land that looked great for him, but it was his plan, not God's plan, and he ends up with nothing. So the second thing we do, when um, uh, a common thing we, we do in our waiting, is we retreat. It goes back to a former place of comfort. So um, we go back to places that were familiar to us. So when you hit a bit of a brick wall in life and you think, oh, hang on, things have stopped here. I don't quite know why things are closing around me and uh, I want to go further on. And so we go, oh, well, where should I go next? And we turn back to where we came from. So we go seeking past experiences. We, We seek comfort from somewhere in the past. That's what Peter did. Because uh, the, the, the Peter, one of Jesus' disciples, in this time of waiting between Jesus' resurrection and Pentecost, it says, uh, it was at, uh, John chapter 21, verse 3, Peter says, I'm going fishing. What else would you do when you're waiting for uh, the, the next thing from God? And he's a person who walked with Jesus. His first go-to is, well, I'm going back to where it's familiar. I was a hopeless fisherman anyway, but I'm going to go back. 
Remember all the times when he caught nothing all night, the professional fisherman? I think God set him up though. God said, fish, go on the other side of the lake. Now we'll come back. But he retreated to where he was comfortable, to a former place of security. And we're all susceptible to that. And so if, if uh, areas of ministry begin to change, and, and sometimes God wants to close the door before he opens the next one. And we've got to say, Jesus, I want to wait. I'll show you why God does that as we go this morning. The third thing that people do is we refrain from opportunities while we're waiting. It means we, we don't take opportunities because we think, well, I'm just in a bit, of a, a, a bit of a flat spot right now. I don't quite know what God wants me to do, so I'm just going to stay around and do absolutely zero. I'm going to do nothing. Uh, Luke chapter 16, verse 10 and 11, it says to be faithful with the small things and then God will give you greater responsibility. And uh, uh, if you're not faithful with small things, you won't be faithful with bigger things. So... Even if you are in a season of waiting, it's not a time to sit around and do nothing. You find something and sow your life into that. So the three things, I want to give you three, three keys today that will help you in your waiting season. Because I want to tell you something, you will come to seasons in life where you have to wait. And uh, in that waiting season, it can seem a bit abstract like nothing makes sense, like that, that image we see on the screen. Unless you can see Mary holding Jesus. Who can see that? Yeah, Kyle can. No, there is no Mary, there is no Jesus. I don't, I don't think so. But sometimes in that, those seasons of waiting in our life, it can be like an abstract. Nothing makes sense. And in some cases, it can be like uh, living in a haze or a fog where you might have thought, I know exactly where I want to be, I know the plans and the steps that I need to take, and sometimes those, those plans get interrupted. Sometimes those things uh, stop around us, and we're like, well, I don't know what's happening. Nothing seems to make sense. It just seems to be a big blur about what I should be doing or where I am. But I, I want to give you a little, a little bit of advice here. Aircraft don't fly until the haze is gone. And it's wise to stay grounded until clarity comes in your life. And when I say stay grounded, it means you don't throw away some foundational things of your life, especially when it comes to your faith in Jesus Christ and the, and the daily disciplines of following Jesus and, and lifestyle behaviors that you have as a believer in Jesus Christ. You, you anchor yourselves in those. You don't just say, well, hang on, I've got to call a God. And what would they know? They're all stupid. I'm going to take off and fly into the into the into the uh, fog and crash into the first mountain or building that happened to be in the way. You don't want to do that. Unless you do want to do that. <laughs> Take your chance. <laughs> you feeling lucky, punk? <laughs> BJ, behave. So my points today, number one, patience. The uncool spiritual fruit. So patience is defined by the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, setbacks, problems or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. So even some of the things that we do are of our own making. So when I fell asleep on the train, that was my fault. I couldn't blame the driver. You idiot, why didn't you tell me it was my stop? 
You know, I, I slept through where I should have got off and, and uh, um, I, I did become annoyed. And then when I was waiting for a train that I couldn't see, I became anxious. So I started to take things into my own, my own way and thought, well, I can, I can uh, walk back to where I should be. Galatians 5 verses 22 and 23. It says, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. So love, oh, that's a cool one. I want to be more loving. I want to be kinder. I want to have joy. I want to be happy. I want to be the happy person that people want to be around. Uh, I want to be peaceful. I want to be the peace one so that I want to be like Ebony. No matter what happens, she just says, yeah, that's sweet. That's easy. Just calm and peaceful all the time like Michael. Uh, These people are just peaceful all the time. You think, they're the cool fruits of the Spirit. Uh, Then there's kindness. You want to be more kinder. Um, Goodness, whatever that one means. It's just been good all the time. Uh, faithfulness, and then right in the middle of it all, there's this one called patience. If you want that one, all you've got to do is wait. <laughs> wait for it. Wait 10 years, 15 years, it'll come. Patience. i got to tell you, it must be the most uncool fruit of the Spirit that there is. Oh, there's another couple, gentleness and self-control. They probably go together with patience. Or, or self-control comes with patience as well. But it's a spiritual fruit. And like real fruit, it grows. Uh, real fruit don't, doesn't just suddenly appear. It, it grows. It needs to be nurtured. And Jesus said good trees will produce good fruit. And so as a church, we want to be a tree. We are a tree that produces good fruit. Uh, we want to be individual parts of that tree that produce good fruit. And Patience is one of those fruits that is produced in our waiting. So patience, described as a fruit that grows in us. The Holy Spirit works in us uh, in ways that, that produces something good. And what, what I can say on that, just a side note, is stay connected in the house of God. Stay connected with other believers because that's where you, you get the nutrients and, the, and the, the supply lines of your life to grow good fruit. And I uh, just want to encourage you, that was a, a free one there. But um, stay connected to a good tree and good fruit will grow. Uh, stay connected to a tree that is, is producing things that are uh, easily digestible and you'll grow and grow, you'll have great fruit in your life. So patience is a spiritual fruit of waiting and it's vital to spiritual development so you can keep growing. Uh, there are things that are only available and only accessible to those who will wait. You know, there's that, that scripture in Isaiah, those who wait upon the Lord. Uh, in, in the NIV, I think it says it like this. Those who wait upon the Lord, they, they shall mount, mount up with wings like eagles. They shall, they shall run and not faint. They'll, they'll you know, not grow weary. All those kind of awesome things. We could just replace that word wait with those who are patient when it comes to the promises of God will mount up on wings like eagles. They'll, be, they'll become renowned for their exploits because they've, they've uh, allowed themselves to be nurtured and filled with a, 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 a presence of God to take them into the next thing. So in the room right here today, there are those who are, are waiting. 
Uh, where you are right now is not where you want to be. It's not your destination either. But you're in this waiting zone. And perhaps you're, you're feeling like, oh, I'm in this. It's like everything is, is unclear right now. I'm not really sure what my future is. But don't give up or give in. Because you're in a season of waiting. Don't ditch what Jesus has for you in your waiting season. Don't give up on that. Don't think, well, God must have made a mistake with me because I'm going through a season that isn't quite clear right now. As I said, stay disciplined to those things of the the spiritual in your life and you'll begin to take ground. But waiting proves our faith. Waiting proves our faith when it's not in your hand, when you can't see it, when the promise is still to come, waiting proves your faith. It proves that you're believing in God. It proves that you're you're trusting Jesus. Psalm 27 verse 14, it says, wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. So wherever you may be in your spiritual life, gain wisdom from this this little piece of scripture there, Psalm 27. So, So a couple of points there. Number one, wait wait patiently for the Lord. It reminds us that Jesus has it and uh, he, he will take you wherever it is that you're waiting for him for. He, he has it. So when we say wait patiently for the Lord, be courageous in that. The second thing we see there is be brave and courageous. Make the most of the wait. Make the devil sweat in your waiting. So you might be thinking, well, uh, you know, some door closed, uh, some, some other things haven't opened yet. But uh, you start to be a prayer warrior in that time. You start declaring the word of God. So you need to, you need to be downloading uh, words of promise, uh, particularly if you've had uh, prophecies spoken over you or you've had things uh, from the word of God that have, have come alive in your spirit. You start to declare those things and you start to be a, a nightmare to the devil in your waiting season. Don't shrink back. Um, Don't be ineffective or unproductive or unfaithful in your waiting. Be active and productive in any way that you can. So, you know, there are things that you can do and there are things that that you will do uh, if you're uh, able to see in your waiting season that God will have something extra to do. And sometimes it can be nothing else but just praying and interceding and saying, Jesus, I don't understand. I don't know why. Uh, Why am I going through this time? Why did those things change? But make some some changes, do some adjustments and wait for God to do the rest. So the second thing, patiently waiting proves that we love. So James chapter 1 verse 12 says, God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they'll receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Now, patiently endure. And uh, it says patiently endure tests and temptations. Uh, Because when you do that, you'll receive a crown of life. So Jesus rewards those who patiently wait. We might think Jesus rewards those who who have, you know, um, done great things and... and, uh, attack Goliaths and all this kind of stuff. But there is a great reward for you who patiently wait. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 4 says, Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud. So love is patient. The first element of love 
according to the word of God, is it, it is able to wait. So if you really have a thing where you, 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 you think that you love Jesus, but you say, but Jesus, I can't wait for your plan. I'm going to rush ahead on my own. Then how much love have you got? So Jesus loves you. And when you love Jesus, the waiting is worth it. You can wait. You should wait because the wait will be worth it. And you get to where you want to go in record time when you wait for Jesus' time. The third thing we see is patience protects from impulsive behavior and decisions. Ever seen an impulsive person? You think, oh, they, see, they see things, they think of things, and they go, no, I'm not going to wait. I've got to do it now. They're a, they're a pastor's nightmare. They're like, no, nope, I, know, I know what I've got to do. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it right now. No one's going to get in my way because I, I've, I, I've got this idea or this thought and I've, and I've got to do it right away right now so I want it and I want it now when when you live like that there is no calculation of the cost or the consequences of those decisions don't be burdened so so too many times there are people who are burdened by debts I'm not just talking about uh, 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 financial debts but are burdened by debts that they just can't pay because they couldn't wait so they can jump into ministry and it's like becomes a burden on their life that they just can't carry and they become, they become damaged, they become burnt out, they become useless for the future because they couldn't wait for a, a promise from God and before they were ready to receive it, they said, I'm just jumping in. No one's going to stop me. We've got to realize that, that uh, in the waiting is preparation. In the waiting is, is, is uh, development. In the waiting, the fruit is growing. The, the, the strength is coming. Don't be burdened with debts you can't pay because you just couldn't wait. Proverbs 14 verse 16, it says, The wise are cautious and avoid danger. Fools plunge ahead with reckless confidence. And as... That great prophet Elvis once said, only fools rush in. He was, he was a prophet, wasn't he? He was an AOG boy. <laughs> True. <laughs> he was, wasn't he? Roxanne knows, yeah, of course she does. She said so. <laughs> I want to give you, give you some... <laughs> BJ, bye. But how to be blessed and get wealthy... Proverbs 14 verse 23 says, Work brings profit, but mere talk leads to poverty. Uh, Proverbs 21 verse 5 says, Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. So it's, it's what you do in the waiting can set you up for prosperity. Uh, so if you're in business, I'm going to take a moment to talk about business people right now. Um, you could be, uh, maybe you're in business or planning a business. I want you to keep Jesus in focus. I really thank uh, uh, Katrina today. I keep thinking of Mandy, of, of your mum every time. But I want to thank Katrina this morning for saying at the very start of our service to keep Jesus the focus. And, and when, if you're thinking of business or going into business or are in business, keep Jesus the focus in your business. It's a really important factor. So in the waiting, if you're, if you're planning a business, uh, plan with 
in this waiting season. Start planning with Christian principles. Work hard, put your effort in, and you'll receive a blessing. You'll reap a harvest of good things from God when you trust Jesus to do things his way. Don't take the hasty shortcut that says, I'll get there quicker, I'll do it faster, I'll do it my way. Proverbs 13 11 says, Wealth from get-rich-quick schemes quickly disappears. Wealth from hard work grows over time. So what, what we see, the wisdom from the Word of God, if you want to be wealthy, if you want to be prosperous, if you want to be blessed financially, there's only one key, work hard. It doesn't say bludge around, have faith, pray more. It says work hard and blessing will come to your life. So to be wealthy in business, you need patience in the waiting. And you need to work in that waiting period. Because you might think, well, I started this business because I I wanted to to see this and this and this happen. But you know something? Wait and be patient. Do the work and God will bless you in that season. So you don't need to rush, no scheme. Um, You want to develop patience a patient attitude that says, I'm okay here in the waiting, uh, in the planning, in the working, in the waiting. And wealth will come to you when you discipline your life in the patience of waiting. So spiritually and financially, avoid schemes that look like they will get us there faster. You know, I, I've been in a church where once there was there was quite a few schemes that went through to, to, uh, to you know, provide wealth and a lot of people pumped all their their future investments their superannuation all went into these schemes that ended up flying away and disappearing Uh, I remember one of them a a, a leader came to me and said hey look at this free travel for life and I went whoa I said how on earth they said all you do is you you put five hundred dollars into this scheme five hundred bucks and uh and then you go on a you go on a special like holiday with this with this group and from then on forever because of that $500 investment you get free travel for life and they were dressing up like just imagine close your eyes everyone just imagine you go on a mission trip anytime you want free travel for life all you need to do is give me $500 investment would you oh really I'm still looking for my 500. No, I didn't do it. But, but the thing is, that these are hasty shortcuts that, that are not... The, 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 the wisdom from, uh, from Jesus is we, we need to be patient and these things will come. Spiritually and financially, avoid schemes that look like they'll get us there faster. So spiritually, we might think, hey, this church is going too slow for me. The, the place where I am, where God has placed me, is, is going too slow. I need to reposition myself somewhere where I can get a fast track in the ministry. And, and you know, we've got to allow the waiting to develop the call and the gift of God in our life so that we can be strong and able to carry it to its conclusion. I'm going to ask the musicians to, to uh, rejoin me, please. But I want us to go back to the, to the first scripture that I, I read this morning back to the disciples and the day they didn't wait for Jesus so John chapter 6 verse 16 to 21 it says that evening Jesus disciples went down to the shore to wait for him 
But as darkness fell and Jesus still hadn't come back, they got into the boat and headed across the lake to Capernaum. Soon, a gale swept down upon them and the sea grew very rough. They had rowed three or four miles when suddenly they saw Jesus walking on the water toward the boat. They were terrified, but he called out to them, Don't be afraid, I'm here. Then they were eager to let him in the boat and immediately they arrived at their destination. I I love this story and there's so many different elements that we can pull out of it. But I want us to, to consider the disciples. They couldn't wait for Jesus. And so they got in the boat and they rode off without him. And Jesus caught up with him walking on the water. As they struggled against the wind and struggled against the high waves, rowing, trying to get to the destination. And we might think, what what fools the disciples were. How crazy to, to, to think they're going to just, they couldn't wait long enough for Jesus. So they think, hey, we'll just do this ourselves. Don't worry about it. Let's go. Who knows what they were thinking at that moment. But impatience will lead us to rowing off in our own without Jesus in the boat. I don't know where you're at, but I'd rather get to the destination. Like it says, I think it's an amazing thing. It says that then they were eager to let Jesus in the boat and immediately they arrived at their destination. It's like some, I don't know, teleportation or something, whatever you would call that even before Star Trek invented it. It's like... And if we can just understand that we're better off, here's this, here's here's the thing. We're better off waiting at the boat on the shore with Jesus than to row off without Him. We're better off waiting on the shore with the boat waiting for Jesus than we are rowing off without him. Can we stand to our feet this morning? I know every single one of us will have areas of our life that where we need to allow patience to grow. And I want us to I want to pray for you this morning for patience to grow that our love may be proved that Jesus' love for us can be proved in the waiting that we can say Jesus I thank you I I know you love me I've had time to to think and time to grow in my waiting season I want to pray for those who are struggling with the results of impulsive behaviours and I want to pray confidence in Jesus into your life so that the next seasons of waiting that you don't go down the same common pathways that will trap you again so can we just um, respond to Jesus right now and especially um, if, if you're thinking hey something in that message really spoke to me maybe you're a bit like a disciple and life's hard you're, you're rowing against strong strong wind and, and, and high waves and you're thinking I'm not getting anywhere but gee I'm putting a lot of effort in what I want to encourage you I want to pray for you today 
that you let Jesus into that boat with you. You say, Jesus, I repent. Jesus, I not that you are bad or that you're trying to do anything wrong. It's just your impatience, your unwillingness to wait for the Lord's way and the Lord's rowing with you. You got in the boat and went off on your own. So without any judgment or, or condemnation here this morning, if that's you, just say, Jesus, I need that prayer today. Include me in that prayer. And I'll pray with you right now. Just believe that God's going to do breakthroughs in your life. And when you truly say, Jesus, come back. Come back to that place where you want to be in my life. You'll find it. You'll get to the destinations that you really wanted to be at immediately. You'll say, well, that's where I was trying to get to. I was trying to get there on my own. And bam, now it happened. So, Lord Jesus, I just pray over every single person here today, especially those who are struggling in these areas. We pray for our patience to grow as a fruit in our life. Lord, we pray right now that, that your love is proved and that we can accept that love. Lord, in the waiting seasons, Lord, I pray for those who are struggling with the results of impulsive decisions and impulsive behaviors. Lord, I pray for confidence in Jesus that as we wait upon you, we ask you, Lord, join us again in the boat of life. Join us again in this journey that we're on. Father, I pray, especially for those who have struggled with the wave, struggled with the rowing against the, the, the wind and the, the, the opposition of life. Lord, we pray, come back into the boat. Come back in with these people. And Lord, I pray and prophesy and speak that as those people who say, Lord Jesus, come back Come back into my boat. Come and join me on this journey. Then, Lord, we'll see that they'll go quickly to the place where you want them to be. Immediately, Lord God, they go from where they are to where you want them to be because we've got Jesus back in the boat. So, Lord, we just thank you this morning for the fruit of patience to be in our lives, to be uh, growing in our church, that we may see the house of God continue to extend. And, Lord, take us to where you want us to be in Jesus' name. Amen.